Hey guys, this is the after party for episode four. I'm Valerie with me is Angela and Jean. Hello guys. Hello. Hey everyone. Are we all cut up? Did we refresh ourselves with episode four so we know what we're talking about now? I oh, did it. Yeah. I scrolled to the bottom of our TV page and I realized yeah. it's a fucking hashtag. That's right. <laughs> oh, That's right. It was a good episode. Oh yeah, yeah. It was I, this is one of my one of my favorites. This modern episode. Oh yeah, and Baldwin laying down the law about Marcus and him needing to think about who he trusts, <laughs> <laughs> and Marcus being all pouty. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it is so pouty. Oh baby, it's okay, baby Marcus. It's It'll okay. I'll be better. I'll rock you and make you better. <laughs> <laughs> I said I that. <laughs> You did say that. You did say that. I have to say about Baldwin, though, this was the Mm -hmm. episode that it clearly was don't give a fuck continuity episode because his hair was completely different than last season. Oh, I know. It was an improvement. I almost felt like the universe heard what we had to say about just let him have the salt and pepper and don't dye his hair. Yep. Leave the wig at home. We theorize that Matthew has made him gray. (laughs) Well, Matthew would make him gray. Think about it. That's (laughs) right. Angela, whose email do you have? I have Suzanne Nelson's email. Hi, Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne. She says, wanted your opinion on the thinly veiled comparison of Drac the Ripper to the real life, our own Jack the Ripper in the spoiler section. It really broke my heart thinking of our little Jack committing these atrocities. Okay, so we jumped ahead a little bit because I don't think we're at that realization I don't think we spewed our realization. So, listeners, no. spoiler, sorry. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Um, I mean, we, we suspected it all along. When that it was Jack. but It was Jack, yeah, because we did read the book, so we kind of knew where they were going with that. And I think we already discussed how we knew it wasn't Jack the Ripper and how we thought it was sensational headlines just brought out for us. Yes. Hmm. As far as Jack doing or committing atrocities, as she says, to me, mm-hmm. he's exploited just like Matthew. And, and if you want to recall from the books, he didn't really start having problems until after Benjamin gets his hooks in him after Philippe died. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Jack the Ripper doesn't work on that timeline. Yeah. We can blame a different blood rage vampire for that. Yeah. But as far as Jack committing those atrocities, oh, well, you know, he's just written that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Jean, what do you have? I have another one from Mads Reed. And this is actually a combination of two. Hmm. It seems Domenico has taken on the role of police consultant very vigorously. That was Knox's in the book. Yeah. I think that's entirely true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was left ambiguous in the book, so. And then she shared our worries about M doing magic and not being real happy or fucking crackhead enthused about it. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing magic makes me scared. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. It's it's not a good thing. Yeah. Enter Phoebe Taylor. The banter between Marcus and Phoebe is really good. He is really getting her a bit flustered. Oh dear, the blood rage is getting worse. Hmm. Interesting that the miniatures were ripped out of the vault. Aha. Like that Hamilton line. Creepy, slimy, <laughs> your bear. Shudder. <laughs> oh, M, you're scaring me. Snoopy, Snoopy, Phoebe. 
Oh, yeah. It can't be that bad. Cocky, cocky Baldwin are now sowing seeds of doubt in Marcus. Isabel starts leveling with Marcus, so Marcus learns the truth. Without Matthew there, right? Oh, God. Yeah. The situation is getting serious, though. The murder is linked with blood rage leading back to Isabel and Matthew. Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Yeah, I like the approach they took with this mm-hmm. because it was less of the whole family while the secrets are being brought out because, hey, I guess we're just spoiler zoning it. Um, yeah, well, in the books, the round tower was the big reveal, you know, mm-hmm. and so Marcus is sitting there finding out in front of all these fucking people. Mm-hmm. But the, the way they decided to do it moves a lot faster. I mean, in the books that round tower scene was just pretty much exposition. There was a hell of a lot of info dumping going on there, whereas Mm -hmm. this actually creates tension and moves the story forward, moves the characters forward, and lets us get a little more insight into other people's heads, which we don't get in a book with the single POV. Right. And Marcus is side-eyeing everybody. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The way they've done it, they really had a nice blend of past and present. And although I enjoyed the books and the anomaly chapters, once I got used Mm -hmm. to them, um, it wasn't so abrupt. You know, the books are very abrupt, like, bam, you're in the future. Here, it's kind of just, you kind of are eased into it. Yeah, I I mean, those anomaly chapters are like, kind of like showcases. Yes. Yeah. And then you flip the kaleidoscope and then you're somewhere else again and you flip it and there's another thing and you don't get the sense of how it's tying together so much. as Until you're like, you're in the third one and you're like, oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. For a book that's, I really liked it, you know, and that goes to show you the books are the books and the show is a show they're done differently, but equally well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a different experience as a reader versus a viewer, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the vignettes in the book and pretty much parallel timelines and we're just hopping from one to the other. We're like, oh, and we understand right away. Hey, we're in the present. You know, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking in the books, there were definitely spots that I still was all gaga over Matthew. I'm like, I don't want to leave Matthew. (laughs) Yeah. Now that I'm a seasoned viewer in the TV show, I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. I'm I'm, I'm a big girl now. (laughs) He needs me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mine is from Terry. Hi, Terry. Um, Terry. She says, I'm sure you have all used Street View and Google to see what building they use for the auction house in Oxford. It is the History of Science Museum. So appropriate. I love this episode, and I felt that it explains so much of the mystery surrounding Matthew and Diana to people who haven't read the books or met them yet. Terry. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, yeah. Terry. It's so true. Did we realize that was the History of Science Museum? I no. I no. didn't. I always thought it was the Sheldonian theater because they yeah. showed you know the heads on the pillars yeah and uh-huh. it was right across from blackwell's i thought but so i wasn't aware that the museum was in or yeah. around there right hmm. okay cool <laughs> we'll have to take a look at that i think i know when we go back to oxford we certainly will check it out for that's sure right. for sure <laughs> that's right it may not happen this year but some year we're going back <laughs> uh-huh all right so i'm gonna try this again <laughs> Gene is standing by in case I fumble, right? Yes, All right, so if you guys want to see or hear, yeah, hear the whole rundown, our play-by-play, if you will, the episode review for episode four, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant S2E4. Yes! I did it! I did it! (laughs) 
did. Yes, she did. Oh. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. And we'll be covering episode five and your comments. <gasps> yes. There's a lot. Of course, there is for episode Yay. five. Yay. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.